And the goal, the goal of that phone call is to set up a phone or coffee appointment for myself, the loan officer with that real estate agent. And, you know, I, I think something to focus on at the end of the day is that can be kind of tedious. Everyone's kind of moving away from these phone calls and picking up the phone. And, and I kind of think it's the exact opposite. This right. is the time where we need to be communicating. I get a thousand emails saying, hey, let's do this and do that. I want someone to call me on the phone. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Loan Officer Growth, the podcast that helps loan officers grow their business, increase their success, and have more freedom. Have uh, awesome, awesome podcast today in line for you. We have uh, Cam Villa on. Cam, I've known, how long have we known each other, Cam? Hey, I just got the notification that we've known each other for over three years. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, that yeah, is so that's awesome. Exciting. Yeah, that is really, really exciting. You got a Facebook notification? I, I got the email from Carl. Carl oh, okay. Uh, I, I got the email from Carl, yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Cam is a loan officer in Sacramento. He's also co-owner of their brokerage and he probably won't want to say much about it, but he's a rapper also. Oh, I, I, I do consider myself a musician. I was, I have been known to rap, but I was a rapper 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Very nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey man, why don't why don't, why don't you start and just kind of tell us about yourself and you know what yeah what got you in the industry and and all of that fun stuff. Absolutely, you know I I think I took a, a different path into the industry. Most of us, uh, like all of us, are introduced to somebody in it. I was picked up as a loan assistant twenty years ago to a loan officer that was an absolute beast. And we're talking about closing a hundred loans plus a month, every month, and was introduced to that and really kind of found out, as you know, Richard, I think that the real estate business and the finance business, we work in the, in the very best industry that was ever created, ever invented. We get so many uh, happy opportunities and moments and, uh, you know, I've been in the business for a long time. I live and reside in Sacramento. Uh, I, I My claim is that I just try to be the best on my block. I'm not trying to be the best guy in the universe. I'm not trying to take over the world. I want to serve my clients, my community, uh, be good to my family, and have a great, great time doing it. Um, I just, Very I cool. love, I love mortgage loans. The market whatever. Like we're here for the experience and the process. And, and I couldn't ask, you know, I could ask for lower interest rates, but I don't think I could ask for a, a better industry and, and situation to be in. That's awesome. That is very cool. So you, you've been in it quite a while. I've been in it quite a while. I started as a loan processor. So I started on the operation side, just being like a good team member, did that for a long, long time. And Really kind of before that COVID time, I decided that it was just time to become a loan officer. It was just easier. It was almost like uh, I took out a middleman of the process. And I think that's what we all strive to do when we're trying to like create this, this game plan. And, and I took out, you know, in my mind, it was uh, the loan officers that I was working with just weren't really doing it the way that I 
thought the client deserved the experience they deserve. So I just said, you know, what the heck, I'll just become a loan officer, you know, full time at that point. And I'm really, really glad I made the move. So when you made that change, looking back, what, what, what is it that you absolutely love about being a loan officer? Yeah, I think really as loan, you know, if you're not a loan officer initially, and you know, the position, you think it's a really lonely kind of the self-guided position. I will tell you the, probably the best part that I like about being a loan officer is that I get to experience it with a team and I get to experience it with my team. Um, we get to get into it more in this podcast, but I have a very unique setup and a very unique team. And outside of sharing it with the real estate agents and the title officers, and let's, let's be frank, it's for the buyers themselves and our clients, but um, my operations team that I get to work with is is literally the best part of of my job. So, what's your team look like? Yeah, so uh, company wise, uh, we're sitting at a company of about thirty total employees. Uh, I would say twenty licensed loan officers, and then the rest operations and support staff. My individual team. I share an assistant with another loan officer. This loan officer is someone that I've grown up with, literally known since I was five years old. We got introduced to the business at the same time 20 years ago. I lured him over to our company and we share an amazing assistant. Um, but behind the scenes, we have a unique setup. Some people call them virtual assistants or uh, digital assistants, but we have a team that is centered in the Philippines and they are a major part of our upfront operation. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's uh that's really cool. Do you want to tell us about tell us about that? Absolutely. You know, I got to a point where um, the data entry of the the loan task and having to work at night and when people weren't on the job, it got overwhelming. And as you know, that if your client isn't receiving that service, they're just going to go somewhere else. So right. uh, my partner, Renee, and I, we needed to fill this void of uh, initially it was a data entry um, kind of issue that we had. I wanted to be able to take loan documents, uh, put them in a secure place, have someone review them, have someone do some data entry into my loan operating system. And that was the initial pull to use these virtual assistants was when we were in this refinance boom, I wanted to be able to turn over a quote or some information back to the client as soon as possible. Right. Uh, because my concern was, again, they're just going to go somewhere else. Um, if you don't provide that service and and this game plan to your clients, then what you're, what's going to happen is you're just going to be in a competition and it's going to be a race to zero. You know, who can provide the lowest interest rate at the lowest cost? They're going to go with that person. And as you know, in our business, you can only do that for so long until it until it starts to affect your overhead. Right. Um, and, and that was part of getting these assistance. So there's a lot of great mortgage talent available. Uh, I'm a firm believer in, in finding someone that is intelligent, smart, loyal, and teaching them the business. Um, you know, and that's kind of my, my gift or my prize to them is if I can share that with someone and keep them in it, then, then they're going to want to do it forever. Um, but 
but from a standpoint of uh, an economic standpoint, using a virtual assistant was um, a much lower expense than going out and finding an employee that might be, uh, I'll just give an example, 18, 19, 20, $21, $22 an hour right. starting uh, when I can experience uh, the position of a virtual assistant for uh, 6 to $7 to $8 an hour uh, to do relatively some of the same tasks. And uh, I, I was introduced to that world uh, by you, and uh, it has absolutely changed the outline, the focus, and the future of, of my business, and I'm very thankful. I have three virtual assistants that work for our company. They're contracted, um, but I couldn't be more thankful to, to be in that experience with them, um, right. you know, thanks to you. Yeah, and let's expand on that because a virtual assistant in the Philippines that makes you know, five, six, seven dollars an hour, the cost of living is so different in the Philippines that that's that's a good amount of money. That's equivalent to them being in the US making about twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour here, right? Absolutely. And you know, that was as as you and I know, we want to take care of our family and our employees. And and when I first was introduced to the to the world of um these digital assistants, I had those same questions. And, um, you know, I, I straight up asked, you know, these, these assistants that work for us and they acknowledge that you're absolutely right. It was a very much a very livable wage. It provided them, uh, more opportunities than they would experience, uh, working in their own, you know, country in a, in a corporation inside of the Philippines, um, probably the best benefit is everyone that I have interviewed um, through your company has been extremely educated, knowledgeable, competent. Um, at the end of the day, you wouldn't know if these individuals lived next door to you um, or lived on, you know, and, and they're on the other side of the globe. I think that to me was what was so beneficial and intriguing was it was just such a high level of a, this is a team member that you're hiring. This isn't right. someone that you just want to do X, Y, and Z. And, and that was the part that I was really introduced to and, and gained such an appreciation. My team's been with me for over almost three years, uh, my team of virtual assistants. And um, from a, a loan standpoint, I can give some examples. You know, they, they index uh, loan documents. So if we if we receive a dump of documents, they lure they log in from a secured portal into our system and they review documents and they can name them, you know, W2s, pay stubs, uh, bank statements, uh, items like that. They can take those items and they can input them into our loan operating system. Um, they can uh, also start putting together uh, what we would consider a pre-approval. Uh, so review of income, uh, they can do some, uh, we have our team do some uh, verification of employment. So I think that's right. something big in our industry now is having the ability to send out those requests. Um, you know, sometimes they cost money, sometimes they don't, but being able to find out that information uh, is very important. So at the end of the day, what that leads to is um, probably the most important part of our loan transaction that often goes unnoticed is 
to make sure that your loan application is 100% accurate. Now, right. now that's really what I'm asking my loan officers to do. I'm just asking for you to make sure that your loan application is 100% accurate and that you've requested the items. And then this virtual assistant team can essentially take items off of your plate that, you know, I think that in our industry, we would call those, you know, non-money making activities. And, and this virtual assistant or this digital assistant team can fulfill those tasks. So you can get back to the client with an answer of yes or no. I, I with the market the way that it is right now, I think the the best thing that we can do as as real estate and mortgage professionals is um, either service that client immediately and and get them into the next steps, or release that client and say, unfortunately, I can't help you at this time. And here are the steps that I can and get them on the right track. Because we all know if you can find yourself talking to a lot of um, unqualified clients for a long time if if you don't set the tone. Yeah. And that, that, I guess I'm, you know, that frees you up to do more prospecting and spend your time doing money-making activities as opposed yeah. to getting dragged down. And I hate to say dragged down, but, you know, doing paperwork and putting those files together, it, it, it has to be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. Right. Yep. It can, it's a, it's a part of the process that cannot be skipped. Um, I do believe that uh, my experience in having an assistant, uh, you know, I don't want to say on land, but in office, right, uh, is that uh, changes occur, right? Um, they might want to go a different career direction. Uh, you know, this is a very stressful and tedious industry. If I can take the the stress out of it and just make it into a checklist, make it into a communication then I stand a better chance at, at winning this, this deal and this transaction. And, and really, I think that's the, the bigger picture. I, I, uh, I love, I said it again, I love my team. I love being able to work with them. I think that um, citizens from the Philippines are some of the most amazing folks that I've ever met. I can't wait to one day travel there and visit, but um just a, a very, very special uh, just group of, of people. Their culture is very special and uh, I respect it very much. Yeah. So what else do you, do they do for you? Yeah. Um, they help out with uh, some of my compliance disclosures. So um, I am a wholesale mortgage broker and don't necessarily have the liberty to make sure that um, the, the, the wholesale lender that I'm going through is disclosing properly. So they assist with that transaction. Um, they do a lot of my closing phone calls. So calls to, to clients. Uh, we have a, uh, probably at this point, we've been in business for almost eight years. We have a couple thousand um, closed loans. Their job is to call the client, service them, make sure they're doing great. If there's anything that we can do, they can set up a phone call or a calendar appointment for us to call back. Really the goal for that is to try to gain some more referrals, become okay. top of mind. Uh, they complete what we call Thor's hammer, uh, which is calls to chosen real estate agents. And the goal, the goal of that phone call is to set up a phone or coffee appointment for myself, the loan officer with that real estate agent. And 
you know, I, I think something to focus on at the end of the day is that can be kind of tedious. Everyone's kind of moving away from these phone calls and picking up the phone. And, and I kind of think it's the exact opposite. This right. is the, the time where we need to be communicating. I get a thousand emails saying, hey, let's do this and do that. I want someone to call me on the phone. Let's just cut right to the chase. Tell me if you can uh, be a teammate, save me some money, make me some money. It's got to be one of those three and that's really the goal. I love the experience of talking to agents. Sometimes I'm like everyone else. I get call reluctance. Uh, I get nervous. Uh, between my ears is this voice telling me not to do it. But for every time that I get down, I make that one phone call that could change my life. And that's right. really what I want to focus on. It would be like comparing these virtual assistants. They took a chance on filling out an application with a company looking for assistance. And here we are with them three years later, and they've been building families. They've been building houses. They've been changing their lives. So I'm thankful to be in the circle of, of what we're, what we're trying to do here. Um, some other things that they, they do um, communicate with realtors, communicate with past clients. Um, they're communicating with the team. Probably the best part is all of our uh, social media stuff is, handled and settled um again in this day of age of let's make a video let's make a let's make a a, a flyer this and that that can take you hours to complete right. where again that's not money making activity so we our virtual assistant can handle all digital requests so please make me a flyer for an open house please make me a flyer for a realtor event i'm having please help me edit these four videos that i've put together to create one uh we can handle all of that. So that's probably one of the, the most important parts for me is, is that part is settled because there's, it's big, you know, you got to be out there. I know we know some loan officers, Richard, that don't have any social media and they're the most successful guys in the world. But um, I think that we need to, to try to draw our, our potential revenue sources from many different sources uh, and and that's the way it's going to work, especially when we're when the market is changing. Yeah, and it makes so much sense. Like the phone calls, the social media, the stuff gets done no matter how you feel. If you're not in the mood, it still gets done in the background. If you don't nope. feel it one day, it still gets done because they when they make the calls, they don't get call reluctance. They don't they they don't care if somebody says no and they're not, they don't get scared of hearing the no's, right? They just, no. they keep no. calling and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I think that's something that you and I can appreciate because um, it's about the process. You know, you have to understand that your personality or what your perception of yourself, you just need to, to take that away. I, I know that I can help bring somebody success. I'm the prize. Uh, I'm the one here. There are thousands of real estate agents out there, and there's very few great, amazing lenders right. uh, on the banking side, on the broker side. And, and I know that I can bring value. So if they tell me no or see you later, I'm all right with that. I know that if, they, if I have an opportunity to work with them, it's going to work. And What's really neat is when we have an opportunity to work with these realtors and they see our team set up, um, they see uh, some of the information that I tell them that their virtual assistants are are pulling. 
um, it's it's just been a great experience uh, to have that communication. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're do you have some of your VAs work overnight shift, and then some of them work our, your time? Yeah, I have them staggered out. So my first VA comes on at 8 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, this specific VA's focus is indexing documents, uh, completing verifications of employment, and answering our phones. So all phones ring over to this virtual assistant that answers the phone and then can direct it accordingly or take a message. So if you call my company, usually between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., a live person is always going to answer, uh, get you to the right person. So I stagger one in the morning and then two usually come on in the afternoon. Uh, the one that comes on the afternoon is a little bit more uh, social media and media focused. And then the second one that comes on the afternoon is a little bit more compliance focused, meaning getting uh, items to be emailed out to clients. Uh one of the one of the tips that I learned from you and the Freedom Club was to have a team email as opposed to having a separate email for each virtual assistant. Right. We send everything to a team VA email and then we let them piece out the work to each other accordingly. I don't even think about that anymore. And it all goes to to one email. That's very, very cool. Yeah. And I'll um, bet, I'll bet that, you know, I, ha I have the same thing. I have a, a caller that answers the phones and then distributes the calls to either the processor or the loan partner or whoever the, the call is coming in. And nobody knows they're a VA in the Philippines. They think no. it's somebody working in our office. Yeah. I mean, the process is magical to a point where I tell people you do have to train them and you're going to find out very, very fast whether you're a good teacher or not. And don't let that, don't let that be at the expense of the virtual assistant is what I always tell them because you have to walk them through this. You can't expect them to get it automatically. Um, an example is um, we allow our virtual assistants uh, when we're on vacation or extended periods of time to log into our email and respond accordingly. Now right. we've had to walk them through that and let them know, but this is, at the end of the day, we're just trying to communicate in the very best way we know how. I don't want to say I'm trying to uh, spark a response from a client, but really, that's what it is. I want to put them in position to be comfortable buying a home. That takes a lot of questions. That takes a lot of phone calls. I'm all right with, right. with taking on that beast, and I would rather do it with a partner, and then that way we can, we can handle more um, more at the same time. You know, something that the virtual assistants remind me of is we talk about this AI, this artificial intelligence and what it's going to do. And when you think about AI, you think about it's going to map my technologies. It's going to assist in my communication. It's going to help with these financial exchanges I'm doing. It's going to help filter spam. That's exactly what the virtual assistants do. It doesn't, it's, it, I'm not talking about a computer program here. I'm talking about a human being. And right. the part that I enjoy about this relationship is there's a human approach to it, right? Like you and I get to interact with a human being on this global scale. They're improving my life. I'm improving their life. I feel better about it. There's this room for improvement when you introduce them to your systems and they want to learn more and more. 
um, there's no position grab in this virtual assistant world. Like I'm not concerned for an employee that works in my office to tell me they want to be a manager or or go to another industry. This virtual assistant works for me and enjoys doing so. And I would rather be 5X work-wise than 5X IQ. I don't, I don't need to be any smarter. I don't need to tell a more complex tale of what's right. going on. In fact, I want to lower the complexity of what I'm talking about. And I think that my VA team allows me to do that. They let me, they let me 5X and I don't, it's not a 5X IQ. And I know that we're changing lives in this experience here. And, and that's probably the, the best thing that I enjoy um, yeah. doing. You know, they're changing, again, they're changing my life. I'm changing theirs. My team loves the experience. We're all a family. And uh, you would be really surprised sometimes how much of the same things and, and family life that you're experiencing that that these assistants on the other side of the world are too. That's awesome, man. Very cool. So what what would you say, what are some words of encouragement you would give loan officers in the current times that we're yeah. in? If one, you need to get your calendar and and essentially your time frame or time schedule together. If if you're not uh, prospecting one, you got to get back to that. It's not about buying leads on the internet. It's about getting your valuable time scheduled again. So probably if you are starting, I think the best time to get a virtual assistant is if you don't have an assistant itself and you're in that two to three to four loans a month model, that's prime time to get a virtual assistant because yeah. one, you probably can't afford uh, an, uh, 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 an in-office employee on your own and you might have to split that. You're talking about uh, initially paying someone seven to $8 an hour for maybe part-time work initially. Maybe it's just 20 hours and you're training them part of the loan process. So I think probably the first thing that they can do would be to reach out to you and get a better scope of, of the virtual assistant life. As you know, and I, you and I have done it before, they can always reach out to me and ask the ins and outs, the good and bad of it, and I'll give it to them. I don't think there's a lot of bad parts to it, except you're going to learn a whole lot about yourself in the training realm. Right. Uh, are you really out there doing work? I think a virtual assistant can take so much off of your plate on uh, not only on a work level, but they can also do personal stuff for you. Yeah. Look for plane flights, look for the best deals for uh, ordering something online, shoes, clothes, like anything that's life related, they would make a great, great uh, assistant in that realm too. So really reaching out to you would be the first thing. They can always reach out to me and find out how to use a virtual assistant. But at the end of the day, you're really talking about someone that's probably more skilled than you on a computer. They have a college degree, so they're probably education-wise, they might be smarter than you. Yep. You're talking about someone that very much values family and life. And you know, in the yep. sales business, sometimes like that goes the, by the wayside when we're trying to go out here and, and kill things. Um, you really gain an appreciation of how much they love family and their families and um, 
Yeah. That's really what I think is a great experience in 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 working with the assistance from from the Philippines. Very cool. Man, time yeah. flew, brother. We did this. <laughs> I, I one, man, thanks so much for having me on. You you Richard have changed my life for the better and I'm just so appreciative of that. I've gotten to meet obviously you and your 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 fam and and some of your kids and I I'm just very thankful for our relationship. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you more than, you know, yeah. Thank, thanks for being on. If, uh, if anybody, um, is looking to scale their business, free up more time, they can check out and find out more about VAs, get a strategy call at remoteassistantscout.com. And it's awesome, Cam, that you said you would, you know, I'm sure there'll be some people Googling you to ask you a few questions. <laughs> Absolutely. This has to be the first step of, of scaling your mortgage business. It, it right. cannot, it has to be looked at before you hire anybody else for sure. Very cool. Well, if you found any value or enjoyed this in any way, please leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate that. And till next time, uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Thank you, Cam. Appreciate you. Thank you.